Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you are doing well. Uh, today I'm going to go over a couple of crypto projects that I recently added to our PIF crypto portfolio and I wanted to share with subscribers. So without further ado, let's get started. Before I start, if you appreciate these types of videos, make sure to leave a like. I'd really appreciate that. And also remember that this is not financial advice. Make sure to do your own due diligence before making any investment decisions. I should also say that crypto in particular is, is especially uh, risky. So make sure you're not investing money that you can't afford to lose. So just a broader overview of the crypto market. Right now, we are in neutral territory after being in greedy and sometimes extremely greedy territory for the past three months. So historically speaking, right now is a better time than it has been in the last three months to start investing in crypto. Or if you haven't been buying as much, I think right now is a more opportune time for you to start buying. A lot of times I get questions about, hey, is it too late when we're in greed and extreme greed territory? And I say, hey, you should have just been dollar cost averaging. And the best time to start is yesterday. However, now that we're in neutral territory, I think a lot of people who perhaps have been putting off getting started, especially as it relates to buying Bitcoin, which is, I think, the uh, safest uh, crypto asset, uh, especially as it relates to buying that, a lot of people in the last, um, in the last, I guess, bear market were waiting for even lower numbers. They were waiting for 10,000, they were waiting for 8,000. And then when it went from 20 to 30, and then from 30 to 40, they started panicking and they reached out to me, hey, what should I do now? I'm like, just dollar cost average, continue the dollar cost average, do not try to time the market. And when things are looking less, frothy like they are right now and we're in neutral territory i think being more aggressive with your buying is the way to go all right so the market cap expectedly has declined uh in uh the very short recent history after the btc etfs came out there was a lot of selling from people who were waiting for that trade basically riding the run-up until the BTC ETF announcements, and then they just sold. So they weren't really in it for the long run. And then you have a lot of GBTC holders who were put off by the high management fees of GBTC, seven to eight times the lowest management fee on the market. So they were moving out of GBTC. So that created additional selling pressure. And then you also had FTX. Uh, they're trust basically the trust of the victims is selling a bunch of ftx's holdings i think that selling is done the ftx selling is done uh, but the gbtc drainage is still going on it'll probably still go on for the next week or two uh, so there was a pullback in bitcoin and bitcoin is a veblen product basically the higher the price of bitcoin the more people become attracted to it, as is evidenced by the anecdotal evidence that I uh, shared with you, where people are 
asking more about it, the higher in price it goes. And then in periods when it's dropping in price, people stop asking about it. They That level of excitement uh, for it and demand for it uh, starts to decline. So it reinforces its direction in either direction, basically. Whether it's going up tends to reinforce the upward uh, momentum. And when it's going down, it tends to reinforce the downward momentum. And that's why the, well, that's one of the reasons why the movements tend to be very sharp. And another reason why it's very risky to try it and time the market because it only takes a day or two or three or four to that you're out of the market to miss out on you know, a couple of years worth of gains. So it may be choppy sideways for a year or two. And then you get all your gains in a very short period of time. If you're not in the market, you miss it. Now, one of the things that, and this sort of underpins my selections for today in terms of uh, cryptos that I added to our PIF portfolio. One of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, whether the market is going up or it's going down, the volume of trade uh, tends tends to increase with time and it tends to not be attached to a bull market or a bear market. It's almost market agnostic. Uh, it's more attached to how sharp the sentiment is. Is it sharply bullish or sharply bearish? And you can see this from the recent movements in the market. So even though, as we saw, you know, sentiment was down, the market cap was down, but the volume is actually um, uh, trending upwards recently. And so that led me to the idea of, hey, what are some projects that I can benefit that will benefit regardless of if the market is going up or down? And regardless which decentralized application ends up winning out. And this led me to decentralized exchanges. Now, which decentralized exchanges should, because that's where a lot of the trading happens on decentralized exchanges. And so to choose which decentralized exchanges I wanted to add to our portfolio, obviously, number one, they have to be halal. <clears throat> they can't be doing something that I'm uh, opposed to, uncomfortable with uh, from a halal perspective. Number two, they have to be on a chain that is going to allow them to provide fast transactions cheaply in a secure way. And to find that chain, I, I uh, thought that this research report that was done by Vanek a couple months back, comparing Solana with other layer one solutions uh, was quite informative. So you can see Solana in terms of throughput, uh, so the speed of transactions uh, really has everyone else beat uh, by a pretty wide margin. And then you have the Fire Dancer upgraded, upgrade that's scheduled to happen. It's going to basically cause a, a 10x in the amount of throughput that Solana can handle. And so based on this and some other factors that perhaps I'll go through in a Solana deep dive, I've decided that you know Solana seems like the potential winner here in terms of layer one solutions, especially as it relates to solutions for 
decentralized exchanges. Because as an exchange, what do you want? You want fast transactions, you want them cheaply, and you want them in a secure fashion. And Solana seems to provide that. So I went to uh, Solana to see uh, you know, what the trading volume was like and if my theory was actually uh, was actually carrying any water. Uh, and it turns out that Solana is uh, in December at one point and actually beat out Ethereum in terms of volume on its decentralized exchanges. Uh, but also um, on a on a more long-term basis, it does seem like Solana is catching up with Ethereum uh, in terms of uh, overall volume on decentralized exchanges. And if you look at, for example, the last 24 hours or the last seven days, roughly half of the volume of Ethereum is, is done on Solana, which is substantial because if you look at the market cap of Solana versus Ethereum, you're talking about something on the order of 30 billion versus 230 billion. Uh, so, you know, a 7x difference in market cap, but the utility, uh, and now there are other ways to measure utility, of course, uh, but, you know, if you took volume on decentralized exchanges as a proxy for utility across the uh, chain, uh, then the utility of Solana doesn't seem like one-seventh the utility of Ethereum. I think what's happening here is that people are valuing Ethereum based on the amount of fees that it's generating. Uh, when in fact, I think that the fees are a lagging indicator, not a leading indicator. The leading indicator when you're valuing something is how much usefulness that thing is providing. And then the money follows. So the first thing that happens is that a particular project becomes very useful. And then the money starts uh, following that. If you're always following the money, then you're basically one step behind where you, where you should be as an investor. Uh, so looking at Solana, I'm seeing that its usefulness is increasing. It is uh, approaching, uh, it's catching up with Ethereum. And eventually i think the revenue per sole talk per sole token will will uh, catch up as well so on solana i decided okay what are the standout decentralized exchanges uh, that are uh, operational on uh, this uh, layer 1 and it turns out there are two so you can see the purple and the yellow take up the majority of the space. And the uh, purple here is radium. And you can see recently this is um, representing the total value locked. Uh, so you can see actually radium had a big spike in uh, January. And yellow is Orca. And these are the two projects uh, that you see have the largest uh, trading volume as well on Solana. So the two decentralized exchanges with the largest volume on Solana are, again, the purple and the yellow, so Orca and um, and Radium. So these are the two, the tokens of these two DEXs are the ones that I added to the PIF crypto portfolio. And in terms of valuation, uh, because you have to know, you know when to buy and when to sell, in terms of valuation, 
what I what I did was I compared the market cap to the January trading volume for Radium and Orca, and they're basically similarly valued. And I, for reference, I compared it to Uniswap, which is the largest decentralized exchange on Ethereum. And if you look at market cap versus trading volume for Uniswap, it's around 10%. Uh, for Radium, it's 5%, and for Orca, it's 4%. So these two DEXs seemed at least you know, half as expensive as Uniswap if we were uh, to accept market cap by trading volume as a suitable metric. And again, I think that trading volume is a good proxy, perhaps as good as any proxy for the usefulness that this decentralized exchange is providing. And so, you know, when you're change when you're when you're comparing, okay, how much is this entire project trading for versus how much is it being useful? I think that's a good way to figure out, you know, how expensive is every unit of usefulness for this project. And it does seem like Radium and Orca are more attractively valued uh, than Uniswap, especially considering that these decentralized exchanges are built on Solana versus Uniswap, which is built on Ethereum. And I think that Solana's future is uh, more attractive than Ethereum's. Personally, I can, I, I can tell you that I've used Radium and I've used Orca to to trade and I found them you know quite intuitive I give a slight advantage to radium and it may be just the fact that I used radium I trusted out radium after orca so I guess I was more familiar with um, how decentralized exchanges worked but I do give a slight advantage to radium uh, in terms of utility and it also has some features uh, that are um, more advanced, I think, than Orca. Uh, but they were both pretty easy to use, even for uh, a beginner who doesn't have much experience in them. And so I, I do think that they have the potential for wider adoption and to uh, reach much larger uh, volumes, trading volumes, uh, than they are than where they are right now. And let's compare that with where we find uh, Uniswap in order to get an idea of what type of upside um, these uh, different uh, decentralized exchanges potentially have. So uh, with regards to Orca and Radium, you know, as of preparing this slide, uh, they were bo both at around a quarter billion in terms of uh, their market caps. And Uniswap is at three point around four billion. So uh, much, much uh, uh, richer uh, valuation, much uh, larger project. So if we were to say, and now keep in mind that the highest market cap for Uniswap was actually north, north of 20 billion. So, you know, we're comparing against the 3.4 billion that it is at today after it has fallen substantially with the rest of the crypto market. And the same with Orca and Radium. But if we were just comparing the market cap of Orca and Radium to the market cap of Uniswap, and we said, okay, we think that you know, 
Solana can eventually catch up with Ethereum. The DEXs on Solana will eventually, on average, over the long run, have as much volume as as uh, Ethereum's DEXs and Orca and Radium will reach the type of volume that Uniswap has. And if we were to assume that, at which point they would be valued just as richly as Uniswap is, then the upside for Orca and Radium is close to 1,200%, so a 12x from where they are right now. Now, if you were to say, listen, I don't want to just have one, Orca or Radium. I want to have you know both of them in my portfolio. I want to add the Uber and the Lyft to my portfolio just in case the winner changes and uh, in order to diversify my exposure, uh, in which case um, you you still have, uh, and if you were to if you were to add the market ca caps of Orca and Radium together, and you were to say, okay, what's the upside um, if the if the sum total of the volumes done on Orca and Radium were to reach the volume? that was done on Uniswap, what's the upside there? Well, it's closer to a 6x, still pretty good. So this is basically the reasoning behind adding Orca and Radium. I have both names, as I mentioned, uh, in our uh, crypto portfolio. And listen, I like to keep things simple. For me, I understand decentralized exchanges. I understand their utility. I think there are the picks and shovels of the crypto gold rush. I'm not really sure which crypto project is going to win. I'm not sure which one will eventually, you know, have the type of utility that gets it to, you know, maybe 100 million users that are using it daily. It's really hard to tell at this point. A lot of crypto projects are reaching in terms of their utility. You read about their utility and you're like, well, isn't there like a centralized version of, of that service that is perfectly fine? So uh, it's, it's hard to tell at this point. I do think that there's going to be a, a broader utility than just say Bitcoin or just say um, uh, inner, um, um, basically uh, transactions. Uh, so uh, something aside from just its utility as money, uh, something larger than that, I, I do think that this will be the case for cryptocurrency. Uh, but what exactly it is, it's hard to tell. But what I do know is that regardless of who wins, there's going to be a lot of trading in these tokens. And I want to be part of a project that will benefit regardless of who wins the sort of picks and shovels of the crypto gold rush. And that would be decentralized exchanges. I do think Orca and Radium are on perhaps the most promising layer one solution right now, which is Solana. I do have Solana in my portfolio as well, as I've mentioned on this uh, channel many times. Um, and so I, I figured Orca and Radium were uh, good additions to our portfolio. Like I said in the beginning, if you enjoyed these types of videos, make sure to leave a like. I'd really appreciate that. If you want more uh, knowledge like this one, more benefit uh, like what you got in this video, make sure to subscribe and become a PIF member for even more value. Uh, so uh, with that, thank you all for coming. <laughs> I love you too, brother. Uh, wa alaikum salam, everyone in Liverpool. All right, take care of yourself. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you all.